Hey, it's your favorite ladies from the Take Control Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Our Instagram is at Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is at Take Control Pod. You can search our Facebook group. It's at Take Control Podcast. Please submit all listener questions to our email, takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into the show. So today we're going to be talking about credit, um, and we do have a guest with us today. I'll let her introduce herself. Hey guys, it's Brianna at AAA Credit. You can find me on Instagram at AAA Credit. Okay. So before we jump into um, our topic, we're going to start off by talking about our current events and things we've seen on social media. Um, so the first thing is, um, a question that I've seen and it says, is a passionate kiss, does a passionate kiss have more emotions than sex? I think, I'm going to say yes. One, because you can have sex with anybody, but a lot of people just ain't out here kissing on people. Mm. Like if I like you, I'm not kissing nobody that I'm don't like like i'm not putting my mouth on somebody that i don't really like which is kind of weird because it's like you think you of course sex is very personal but Mm -hmm. kissing is intimate so you got to have some kind of feeling Mm -hmm. there so i think that a kiss can have more emotions than sex um i don't know i really don't know how i feel honestly but so i was trying to find the actual pose because the girl said she would be more mad if she found out if her man kissed somebody versus just him having sex. Yeah. I feel like I would be mad either way. I'm going to be mad either way. But I do feel like sex can be non-emotional. So I get where she's coming from. But I don't know. Maybe a kiss is more passionate. I don't know. Brianna, what you think? A kiss is more passionate, but I feel like if you are, I'm gonna be mad either way. If you have yeah. a sex, yeah. a sex like, to me, a kiss is what leads to up it. to sex, yeah. Yeah. right? So if whether you kissing to me, I'll be more mad if it was sex. Yeah. Me personally, because same, yeah, I would too. You know what I mean? Like you kiss is. I, mean, I guess if you passionate kiss is yeah. more of a. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't I really get because yeah. you like guys don't be just kissing everybody and exactly right. exactly so I so. I kind of feel what she's saying but then it's kind of like I'm gonna be pissed off either yeah. way but the post broke it down like they were saying like you know if somebody bites your lip aggressively versus more passionate or if it's slow or if it's long like it really broke it down in the yeah. post on why it's more emotion tied and how you could feel that person's energy all through a kiss and I'm like okay y'all y'all taking a little too far now y'all getting a little too deep but I get it yeah. But then again, some guys is just more passionate in general, in general. or just wanna you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say I feel like I'd be more upset because like I said, the the kiss leads up to the sex. So if y'all just have the kiss, all right, but then you have sex, oh no, I'd be more mad. Right. <laughs> no, I'd be more mad. Yeah. I agree. So I seen a post where they were talking about um Serena Williams, her dad canceled um at the last minute the last hour before she got married to walk her down the aisle he called her and said that he was not coming um 
the post kind of explained i guess he had been going through some different kind of issues mm-hmm. health issues or whatever the case may be and so he just kind of backed out at the last minute and she was completely understanding of it he was like you know i hope you're not going to be mad at me and she was like no i completely understand so if your dad didn't walk you down the aisle would y'all be mad Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would. But, I mean, if it's health issues, okay. But I feel like that should have been addressed way before than just an hour before the wedding. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm an emotional person and I take everything <laughs> to the extreme. So, yeah. I probably would have been pissed. Like, I would have been hurt for yeah. sure. It was due to, like, health issues. That's how they made it seem. Because yeah. at first, I thought maybe he had an issue with her marrying a white guy. But then as I started reading the post, it I guess he had been having some struggles over the last couple years. Oh. And he didn't feel like himself. Yeah, he didn't feel like himself is how they put it in the mm-hmm. article. And I think she elaborates more on it in her she reality show. Mm-hmm. show that okay. she has out. But it was, like, an hour before. Yeah. An but, hour before. Yeah. But then I read something mm-hmm. that... The princess. Megan, her dad didn't come either. Come either. And I feel like that was more on some other, other shit. Like, yeah. he just didn't want to come. Yeah. I don't know. If my dad did See, I don't know what I'm going to do if I get married because I got my stepdad and my dad. Same. So Same. I, and I would <laughs> equally want them both to walk me down. So, I don't know how that will work out. But... Yeah, I seen that. I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought it was nice that she wasn't mad about it, that she wasn't hurt about it. She completely understood. I thought that was nice. The next thing we seen on social media, and this one is really juicy, and it was dating while separated. So there was a few posts going around about how Jada Pickett Smith has started dating Will Smith before his divorce was official. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Harvey had an episode with Tamar and Jaleesa that used to be on BET and somebody else, and they were discussing um, dating someone before they're actually divorced. Would you guys do it? I don't know. See, it just depends because it's levels to this divorce thing. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like if it's not finalized, that leaves room for y'all to get back together. Like, yeah. And I feel like divorces can be very messy and very difficult. So I don't even know if I would even want to be involved in that type of situation. Yeah. I feel like now, nowadays, divorce, everybody's getting married. And I personally, I'm, I guess I just would have to look at the situation. If they are almost to the divorce like it's almost finalized Mm -hmm. i probably would because Mm -hmm. marriage and divorce ain't what it it seems nowadays like um there's a lot of people that are in like marriages and not really like happy i would never date a married man like i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying i'm gonna i would never date a married man but um yeah if he was you know separated if they were separated and it was almost finalized i don't see the problem yeah yeah it's tough for me because i feel like with separation and granted divorces are messy but it's like why haven't y'all moved towards getting the divorce and that's what tamar was saying like we we separated we on a break like if the if the nobody's filed like that's still my husband. Yeah. So I, I don't know about the whole separation thing. And then kind of even if the divorce isn't final, I had met someone that was going through a divorce. And, I mean, they were 
going to court and it was almost towards the end but like I didn't want to take it there with him because it wasn't finalized and I know it was moving towards that but it's like you don't know how somebody's going to act if they find out you have a new person in your life Mm -hmm. they might take it to the extreme and do something crazy so you just never know yeah so I guess it's situational because everybody's situation is different and like you said marriage ain't what it all seems to be at this stage in life in this day and age so I, I don't know I definitely wouldn't date a married man, though. I know Hell that. Hell no. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't date a married man. But with the Tamar, you're right. Now, with the Tamar situation, she still... So, they had that whole breakout on social Thing, media. Yeah. And then you see pictures of them together at... Where was yeah. They? they were somewhere. Somewhere. But, so, in that situation, it's kind of like, they still, still dating. They're still around each other. But I'm mm-hmm. saying I would date someone... If they were literally separated, don't speak, not speaking, finalized. But if you still dating, I mean, still around around, each other, no, kind of in that great area. That's our situation. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear that we don't date married men. No. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I ain't dating nobody that's playing house with somebody. None none of that. Mm -hmm. You got a situation, keep your situation away from me. Um, I kind of just briefly, I want, I didn't want to talk about it too much, but the school shooting in Texas. I didn't either. I hate speaking on stuff like this, but I just, where I stand is like, because I have kids and I feel like there's no safe place for my children. Like these teachers are getting arrested. People shooting up the schools is bullying going on. It's just like, it's certain stuff like that, that really has me worried for my children i just don't even speak on because yeah i don't know that makes sense but i I did see somebody um on instagram saying how like you know if it was a black man they shooting him or being super aggressive and he left with no scars scratches bruises or anything like that i thought about that this morning when i was looking at it and (sighs) i i agree I feel like if it was a black kid, the outcome would have went totally different. It's unfortunate, nonetheless. It just is confusing, but I guess you never know what you would do unless you're in that situation. But I just don't see how you can shoot nine people, I think it was, or eight people, kill eight people. Like, I feel like if I was in school and it's a shotgun... You should be able to hear that. But people go into panic mode. So I, I don't know. Like I said, it's one of them situations where you just don't know how you would react if that was the case. Mm-hmm. But it's unfortunate that eight or nine people lost their lives because somebody was bullied. Like, I feel like people need to learn to start talking to their kids so they're not bullying people. Mm-hmm. And, to how, and to teach their kids how to handle a bully. Because we that wasn't happening when we were in school. We had mm-hmm. Columbine incident. is the only thing I can ever mm-hmm. remember. Like, people... I didn't go to high school and felt like kids were being bullied like regardless of where you came from what you had or you know how different you were everybody got along at my school it seems like I don't feel like anybody was bullied so it's just crazy to me that it's gotten that extreme that this is happening almost every other month yeah I mean at my school I I've been bullied before but it was just to the point where it's like it didn't bother me where I went to shoot the whole school I just ignored it like okay you're mad I don't give a fuck but and I feel like we all, we used to riff on each other and talk about each other. Nobody took it to offense. So I don't know what's going on nowadays. I feel like these younger generations are just so, 
it's a mess. And it, I agree with you. It starts at home. You have to teach your kids. I don't even let my kids, when they fight with each other or talk about each other, I get on them because I don't like that. Like, I be telling my son all the time, don't bully people. Don't talk about people. I don't play that. So, I feel like it starts at home. And they need to be talking about it at schools, too. I agree. Any thoughts? I agree. I mean, I have two little girls. I could not imagine like them being in school and then something happening. Yeah. Um and I it does start at home. Um but, you know, violence and violence in general. Um now days people just shooting. When back like you said when I was in school, it was none of that going on. Right. There might be some fights or something like that, but there was never oh, let me get a gun like shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. No. It's just it's crazy. I couldn't, yeah, it's definitely I couldn't get out of hand. Yeah. It's completely crazy. It um, what did we have next? So there was a post we seen and it was asking if a husband forces himself on his wife, like not even forces himself, but like if he wanted to have sex and she said no, is that considered rape? I feel like I don't care if you're my husband. I don't care if you're my boyfriend. I don't care if we've had sex a million times before. And I tell you no. And it's not one of them. You know how some women would be yeah. like, no. We really want to, but right. we say no. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a firm no and you proceed anyway, that's right. I'm sorry. Like, any indication that it's serious that I don't want you on me or whatever the case may be and you do it anyway, that's against my will. This is where I stand with it. I feel like people don't call it that because it's somebody they know. Mm -hmm. And they maybe be like, all right, I know this person. They usually don't do this. I don't know what to call it. Like, But it is a form of that because if I'm telling you no, nigga, it's no. I don't care if I know you or if I don't know you. Like, you're doing something that I didn't want you to do. Yeah. So you call it what it is. Yeah. I agree. That, I mean, it will be selfish, too, that you just... Because, you know, guys are yeah. natural, you know, sexual. They yeah. want sex. And we all do. But if I'm telling you no, I don't want none. And you force yourself anyways, yeah, it is. It is rape. But... Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. And cut. But I feel like people... It's a blurred line, especially if it's a situation where you know the person. Or, like I said, you've had sex with the person before because it's kind of like... I did sleep with you before, or we do sleep together now, but in Mm -hmm. this one instance, I didn't want to do it, and you just, you don't really know. I think that's, not to go too far into this, but, like, the whole situation with all these rape allegations with these different celebrities and things like that, it's like, you women may not really know if they were raped or not. Like, they they may not know, because it's kind of hard to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like if you're told no... That means no. That means no. But it just sucks, too, because people feel like if you guys are married, you should never tell your husband no. You have to do everything your husband says, and you got to give sex all the time. Like, that shit is annoying. Like, no. That's just not... That's just not possible. Yeah. Like, it's just not possible. Every single time, no. Yeah. That's not being mean. That's not being whatever you want to call it. That's just not possible. Yeah. People really think like that, though. That's unfortunate. Um, I don't really remember the entire post, but it was something Angelique Angela Lee 
had posted about a girl writing in and she was saying what should she do because her boyfriend is basically he basically has a boyfriend not in a, <laughs> not in a sense like he's gay but he does everything with his best friend like they work out together they take trips together they go out to eat together and she was just like he'll go somewhere with him before he goes somewhere with me and she was like should i ask him to choose Oh, and she said she had a schedule, and if she don't schedule... Oh, yeah, if she don't schedule with, with him, he'll go somewhere with the friends. Like, she has to make an appointment to spend time with her boyfriend because he's always with his boyfriend. No, that's <laughs> gay as fuck to me. That red gay, 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 that's gay, what... gay. Your friend should be scheduling time to see you. Not me. I agree. Like, are you with me or are you with him at this point? <laughs> no. Fuck no. That's not... That's what I got. I got gay vibes, but I don't know, but... My point for that was, would you ever make your boyfriend choose between you and one of their friends? Like, if you felt like their friendship was just too much or something like that. I mean, I don't want you to have to choose. I've been that girl before. I'm like, all right, it's me or your friends. But now (laughs) that I'm older and more mature, no, but you have to balance. Like, there's time for your friends and there's time for me. Like, it should never be one over the other. Or we can all hang out together. Yeah. I don't think I would ever ask anyone to choose because I'm pretty sure that if somebody asked me to choose between them and my best friend, I'm going to pick my best friend. Mm -hmm. Um... So, no, I don't think I would ask anyone to choose. But if it was that bad, I would definitely have a conversation. Like, you need to kind of balance this out. So, every single time her boyfriend would say, oh, no, we have to. Yeah, she, the the um, post made it seem like he just basically picks his friend over her any day of the week. Like, she literally has oh, to say, no. do you have plans with him? Because I would like to go to the movies or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, it, it gives me gay vibes. So. <laughs> Yeah, gay vibes, and it's just like you picking your friend over me. Now, like, granted, like you said, you want like your boyfriend to, you know, have good relationship with their his friends and be able to go and do on his own. But at the same time, like you said, you have to have some type of balance here because if you always are going with your boyfriend. Your boyfriend. That's exactly your boyfriend. Right. Oh, your, your friend. Or what, you know what I mean? You was right. Boyfriend. That's your boyfriend. Um, then, because I hang out with my friends, but I, I know if, uh, right. Like, okay, y'all. If my home. man calling, right. Like, I got to go. We, gonna, we can meet up next week, but not every single time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I we're would, doing everything together. Yeah. Um, if there's anything, guys, that you want us to discuss, don't forget to send it to our email, takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go right ahead and jump into the topic. Um, so we brought Brianna on the show today. I, I follow her on social media, and um, she had put up a few posts about just how to repair your credit and different things like that, and it caught my attention because I know a lot of people, especially in our age group, we didn't learn that growing up, how mm-hmm. to, you know, manage your credit and make sure your credit score is good and things like that. And a lot of people are in a space now where they're trying to get their credit together. A lot of people have filed bankruptcy before the age of 30, which is crazy to mm-hmm. me. Um, I've even considered it myself just because of medical, a lot of medical bills. So mm-hmm. I wanted to bring you on the show so that we can all talk about it. And our mm-hmm. listeners, if they have that issue, they can kind of get an idea on how to fix it. 
Um, so the first thing I had on here was credit scores. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know, but good credit versus bad credit scores. Right. So when we look at our credit scores and what makes up our credit scores, right? So Mm -hmm. generally a good credit score is anything over this 700, 720, 750 is ideal. Um, bad credit. A lot of people, you know, are sometimes in the, uh, situation where, they need a car or they need and they just have to get the first you know option Mm -hmm. but then they're in a situation where they have they're paying you know almost double or triple on a loan high interest high payments um but when you look at a credit score so 35 percent of your credit score is late payments so if you make one late payments you'll you know your score can go down 30 to 50 points or more easy Wow. A late payment. I didn't do that. that. Yes. So 35% of your... So a lot of people have... They may have like student loan issues, right? Mm -hmm. So their student loans before they, you know, get them in deferred or forbearance or whatnot, they may have not just been making any payments. And then all that is on your credit report. And then your score tanks to... You're in the 400s, 500s now off of late payments. So 35% is late payments. And then 30% of your score is balances owed. So credit to debt utilization ratio. Um, so if you have a credit card, 10,000 limit on it, and you're near, if you use 7,000 of that, then you're using 70% of the, the credit um, limit. And that's 30% of your credit card. So just keeping your balances low. A lot of people say um, you want to keep them to 20 to 30%, but really 15% is more ideal. Um, and credit card, like issuer companies, they like to see that you have like a balance each month and you're paying on it. Some people will like just pay the balance off and that does help your credit score because if you have a very large balance, you pay off that credit card, your score is going to like shoot up because, you know, you have a is 70 if you have a $7,000 balance on a $10,000 car you pay on it and it's 30% of your credit score it's going to shoot your credit score up but um so 30% is credit to debt and then 15% is your length of credit history so you want to keep your accounts open you want to keep them in great standing long periods of time Mm -hmm. so that's the sense you know they want a credit card company they want to see loan officer mortgage they want to see that you're able to um, if we give you this loan, you can pay it back responsibly, keep it open for a long period of time. You're not delinquent on it. Um, so 15% it, 15% of your credit score is the length of um, your credit. Mm. And then 10% is your increase and then the variety of credit. So, you know, increase, you go to go pay. Pull your credit. Yeah, if you go to get a car loan. Um, they're going to pull your credit. Mm-hmm. You're going to see your credit. And sometimes I've saw where, let's say you go to CarMax and they can't approve you in-house. So then they'll send your, the application to try to get you approved elsewhere. And all those inquiries end up on your report. On your report. So now you got like 20. That was right? my experience when I first got my car. Cause I didn't have, I didn't have any credit when I first got my car. I had student loans. So I really didn't have much Mm -hmm. and they pulled my credit and I remember them sending it to like three different lenders 
And when I first got my car, it was like my score had dropped even lower. But then I made that first car payment and it shot right back up. So I didn't, that's, that's interesting to me. I didn't know that most of your, a good amount of your credit score is based on late payments. Me. Yes. I mean, I knew it, it is. affected your credit report, but I didn't know it was that yes, much. Yes, I know. When when clients or prospective clients come to me and they tell me that they're in their 400s or 500s, because I always ask, so what is your current score? Mm-hmm. What's your current credit situation? And if they say 400, I automatically know they have a history of late payments because like a late payment will drop your score so like 50 point definitely has a really you know good impact on your credit score so um but like you said um not having a lot of credit also because a lot of people don't want credit cards because like when you credit cards is associated with debt Mm -hmm. how you use your credit cards is if you use them wisely they're not and then you know the better your credit score is you get all the you know different interest rate programs they you know some cards now you can get like zero percent interest for 15 months Mm -hmm. so no nothing no interest um reward programs you know different things i like personally you can use i mean we can go into that later i know you (laughs) i I was gonna tell y'all about uh like if you know having like some of the reward programs um and how you can use your card to like really you know, it, but the cash back options, a lot of that, I mean, it's paid for my kids' daycare and different things just mm-hmm. by using my car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on purchases that I've already needed to make. Maybe I use my credit card. If I have a 0% interest credit card and if I charge my rent, I have to pay my rent regardless. I have the money to pay my rent. I've mm-hmm. made my car payment. I'm going to pay that on my credit card, 0% pay off my credit card so now i get points for it so it's adding you get what i'm saying so you got those cash back options you can take um you know redeem those points for travel go to miami free (laughs) um get some gift cards my kids didn't have you know you can purchase gift cards to Mm -hmm. shop somewhere um so it's really just using them wisely they you know those cash back and I think people really get credit cards, but they don't do the research. And they don't yeah. understand. They just get it. Like, All right, I need I need it. a credit card. Yeah. yeah, and they don't really think of ways to use it correctly. They just use it however. And then now you ain't paying your shit on time. Yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I always say, like, I don't have a credit card right now. And I don't want to get one because I'm one of the people, like, it's just dead. But I always say, like, I'm going to get one and I'm going to just use it for gas and groceries. Something that I know I can pay the balance off easy. It's yeah. not going to be a struggle. And I'm not going to touch mm-hmm. it for anything else. Yeah. Get one with, like, a low limit. Like, I think Capital One does Yeah, I got lower. Capital One and it's, like, I have $300. That's yeah. literally it. And I always said I was going to do that. I know when I was, like, 18 and I started working at Express, that was the first thing I got was... um a limited brand store credit card (laughs) oh my god and then as soon as i quit i stopped shopping there (laughs) so i definitely was one of those people when i was younger it was just like i did not care about what was going on with my credit i know a lot of people are like that though like i'm you know we're young we just doing whatever and nobody taught us i I can't ever remember a conversation where it was like you need to make sure you have a good credit score mm-hmm. i can never remember learning that in school hell i don't even remember my parents telling me that like right. i can remember like my mom paying off different debt and like 
getting her credit where she wanted to be after she purchased her house when I was a kid. But I don't ever remember nobody having that conversation with me. Same. I know my mom mentions it now. I don't remember as a kid, but older, she would say, like, make sure your credit's good. I done fucked that up now, mom. Like, it's too late. <laughs> oh, no. Because, you know, like, I'm, I've been trying to find somebody to help me fix mine because I have... Well. <laughs> Here we um, are. student loans I didn't pay them all I started making payments I didn't pay them all and then I went back to school so I added more That's school good. debt so yeah and I'm one of those people like if it be little stuff like if I go to the hospital or something and I don't have my insurance card I just be like alright fuck it whatever so then that shit I didn't pay off like so. Yeah. yeah so how often should you check your credit report so if you so every um year you everyone can get a free credit report right it's annualfreecreditreport.com you can get one from transunion equifax experian however if you are a lot of people are trying to like fix their credit to get a home or a car and whatnot and they have you know a specific time frame then it's really a monthly process you should be checking you know every month to ensure that not only are you seeing progress but um, you know, things are getting deleted. You're in a good spot, you know, to make your purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, you know, credit, you know, my parents, when I was younger too, they didn't necessarily like taught me credit. Yeah. You know, I've always like paid things on time and different things, but that's just, you know, Who me you personally, naturally. but I, my mom, you know, the same way, but credit is. I mean, you need credit for a home. You need credit for a car, a job, insurance, like a lot of a big purchase. If you want to go get some care credit and get a mommy makeover, they're going to look at Mm -hmm. your credit. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's really needed. (laughs) 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 So of the three um, credit reporting agencies, because I know sometimes the scores will vary by five or ten points between each right. one and i know i have the credit karma app on my phone mm-hmm. um i don't know how good credit the credit karma app really is or how um accurate it is either because i know one time i went on there and I, it was like when i first downloaded the app and a lot mm-hmm. of lines that i thought were probably still open show closed mm-hmm. on the credit karma app so i'm like I know after so long they drop off. I think certain things drop off, but I'm not sure how accurate that is either. So how does that work? So for like collection, if you have a collection, um, right, it'll Mm -hmm. stay onto your credit seven years from like the date of last activity. So a lot of people may say, like if they're trying to go get a car, they're like, I'm I'm just going to pay off these collections. I'm Mm going to pay down this. And that paying on the collections... You do not want to pay on the collections because, A, a lot of collections can get deleted mm-hmm. without you paying on them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, B, if you pay on it, it's not going to necessarily increase your credit score. So, collections, um, you know, they're not factoring into your, your credit to debt ratio. It's a collection. It's a derogatory mark. It's negative. So, once it hits your credit report, your score goes down 20, 30 points. Um, but paying on it is not going to make it contribute to your credit score. Right. Now, if you get it deleted, the if it's a recent collection, your score, you know, will go back up, you know, after deleting. But the after so long, if you have a collection four, five, six years, it's going to be removed in seven years 
by law anyways. So sometimes it's like if you delete it, um, it may not affect your credit score as much because um, it's just so old. Yeah. It, it, you know, when you first make a late payment, it hits your, your credit score, your score goes down. But after a while, that late payment, you know, things don't affect you as much. So the older it is, the less it affects you. Um, but so you uh, would say don't pay off collections like don't if it's pay, older don't pay on any collections until there's so by law it's the fair credit reporting act and then there's the fair debt collections practices act right mm-hmm. so there are requirements by law and ways around the system that's still legal that <laughs> um you know collections are deleted every day and collections are actually one of the most easier like items to delete from your credit report so a lot of times collection agencies may not even um you know be able to they shouldn't even you it's not that you don't owe the debt so you owe the debt but you may not owe that debt to that collection agency right Mm -hmm. so um i saw where collection agencies they will i'm gonna garnish your wages you like where they'll like reach out to clients but they a can never like proceed to a lawsuit because they legally do not have the right to even like collect from you so Uh it's a scare tactic basically just to try in most cases now there are some collection agencies that are you know a little bit more difficult to deal with and some that are legit but um you know 95 percent at a time you know, these collection agencies is just a way to, you know, they're, they buy your debt, right? right. So they want to get their money too, mm-hmm. you know? So if they're, if they're buying the debt or they just pick up their debt, your debt, um, they're just going to try to find every way to get you to pay, All get right. you to pay. Okay. But you got to never just, cause a lot of people just say, okay, well, I'm, I'm paying you next week and I get paid, but just like in general you want to well i'm i'm not aware can you send me what you're what you're referring to like i would like to discuss in writing so you can see you know you don't want to um ever you know you want to see everything because if i owed you kind of a scenario here Mm -hmm. so i owed you two hundred dollars and months go by you you like brownie give me my two hundred dollars and i i've just never paid you right so you're like oh forget it like i'm gonna charge it off leave it alone and then here comes um dariel Mm -hmm. like um brianna you owe me 200 you owe me 200 dollars now and i'm like well who are you i know i owe brandy but i didn't who's dariel why do i owe dariel Mm -hmm. so it should be that's how you should like mentally be thinking um yeah I might have owed Chase, but I don't know who this collection agency is. Why would I pay this collection agency? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, everyone works hard for their money. Don't just give it up. <laughs> and you know what? In the spirit of transparency, I have a funny story. Because I had, I don't know, I think it was maybe U.S. Bank. And I was probably like 17 at this time when I had this account. Well, I let the account close for whatever reason. I don't remember. And not too long ago, maybe like few months ago they called me and it was a collections agency and when i tell you these people were rude Mm, like they the lady was low-key cussing me out and i'm like (laughs) first of all i'm not paying you shit and i'm not even (laughs) one of those people i'm not even one of those people to go off on the phone with people but it was like she was like 
um they answer the phone like legal department and i'm like legal department to who i need to speak to your supervisor because you're rude and they're like oh well, we're gonna we're gonna file a lawsuit well i do what you need to do because until you can send me something i'm not hearing it. like i feel like that's when it's a scare tactic when they're yeah. just completely rude to you oh yeah and they won't there's no supervisor and all okay look i straight up tell lady fuck you like get off my phone they let them act like that <laughs> yeah there's no i i know there i had a friend she used to work for check smart i think their call center mm. and they had yeah. no quality like reviews or anything so they could basically say whatever they wanted to you like you get smart with them they get smart with you wow that's how a lot of collection agencies are you know and you know companies in general but and by law like the fair debt collections practices act they you know collection agencies are not even they shouldn't even be calling you after 8 p.m mm-hmm. like so there's certain you know requirements and if they're harassing you you know that's another way you know you want to it's just certain things that they can't do by law um, and ways to, you know, just get it deleted. I wouldn't pay on any, I would not pay on any collection agencies until you thoroughly look through, look through and get it and, and delete it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, I would not pay on a collection agency. So, okay. I have a question. I have a friend who um, paid off a car loan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, three years ago and it was still showing showing as an open credit line on his report so then he called the um the finance company like this has been paid off for two years it's still and they were like oh where we're showing it was only paid off two months ago no it's been closed for two years now that account has been paid so does a situation like that also affect your credit or is it just still just showing like it's just something open even though it's closed? Yeah, if it's open and in good standing, if there wasn't... So if he... Let's say they were trying to say that he still had payments owed, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were never making all these payments. Then, um, then yes, it could affect your credit score because you have... You know, it could be like noted as delinquency, mm-hmm. right? But if you... If it's just an open account that's just um, reporting every month, which and it's still in good, and that's kind of how like a credit card works, right? So it's as a revolving account reporting every month your balances, um, which is why you definitely want credit cards mm-hmm. to help with your your credit score. But um, I don't see that that necessarily would you know be impacting his credit score unless it's, it's showing some type of delinquency mm-hmm. within it. But and it, I don't think it was. Is it important for you to make sure what's on one credit report is also on the other two? If it's a positive count, of course you want to make sure that everything is aligned. Um, a lot of times, I, you know, some companies may only report to Equifax or they may only report to Experian. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it won't show on all of them. They may, it may, some, you know, positive trade lines may not show on all of them. But you, you know, they, they'll post negative accounts to all three. But then when it comes to positive, sometimes. But most of the time, if you get a credit card, you know, it's usually um, reporting to all of the credit bureaus. If it's not, then that is something that you can... Um, you know work to get added to your credit report but Mm -hmm. 
you know, or you can call the credit card company. Sometimes that is easier to just, you know, contact the company that's supposed to be reporting it to Equifax um, and mention it. Because sometimes it could be just a, an error where they're, oh, you know, okay, it will be reported next month type of deal. But most of the time, for authorized, now if you're an authorized user, um, they they don't they're not obligated to report to all three of the credit bureaus because you're an authorized user on like a credit card. Okay. Now, if you're the primary, they most companies they are going to make sure they add it to because if you ever go delinquent, they want to make sure it's on your credit report, um, just in general. But for authorized users, some companies may not report to all three. Okay. okay. But you can, you know. So. We did say credit cards is a good way to boost your credit score. Paying things on time is always a good way to boost your credit score. Um, what's the most efficient way to repair your credit? Like I said, I know a lot of people that are not even 30 and they have filed bankruptcy. I've considered it because, like I said, I have a lot of medical bills just from being a diabetic, spending a lot of time in the hospital. And it was just like, I really don't see no way out of it. Mm. But now that I know that not necessarily paying off things that are in collections is going to do anything for it anyway right would you recommend people trying to just repair their credit or file bankruptcy so bankruptcy versus credit repair right so when you file bankruptcy your score is going to take a hit mm-hmm. right but so like the pros of bankruptcy all those inc- accounts that are going to be included in bankruptcy mm-hmm. are gone like wiped away they're not, but they're still on your credit report they're not going to go. So now they're going to be, you know, you just, so per statute of limitations, right? So I told you for the collections, it's going to stay on your credit report from seven day, seven days of the last like activity. So with, um, you know, all those accounts that you're included in bankruptcy, now you kind of just extended the time that they'll be on your credit report, but they will be shown as like a, they'll all, all those accounts including your bankruptcy will be a $0 balance still visible to lenders to see they'll still can see that a bankruptcy is on your credit report but you don't have to deal with the you know collection agency contacting you um and it's kind of just more of a easy way like file bankruptcy start over start over yeah it's, it's like you're starting over but those accounts are visible to see now for credit repair there are some ways to speed up the process, but a lot of those counts can be just permanently removed without, and I wanted to mention like with bankruptcy, the cons, you know, you have the pricing associated with it. So higher interest rates mm-hmm. prior. Uh, so a, a bankruptcy, you may have, I don't, I'm done though how much it, but I know a I, lot I of people who have my friends is, who have filed it ran them about seven fifty to eight fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you know, you you're paying for the bankruptcy, but then you know, like I said, once the bankruptcy hits your credit report, it's going to drop your score, but then after a while, it, it won't affect you as much. You'll be able to, you know, try to start over here, but with the credit repair, it's just it's more of a you just kind of got to go through the, you're going through the motions, getting things deleted. But if you, you know, usually it takes most clients see initial results in 45 days, right? And then depending on your credit and your, you know, your goals, um, it can take 
six to maybe nine months to fully get you know everything deleted for you to um you know be in a situation to enable you to get more credit cards and different things like that but think Mm -hmm. about it you your whole life you know six to nine months is not bad versus it took you all your life to get to where you're at so it just takes time but it works if you you know you got to just trust the process it works things get deleted all the time um so the pros of filing bankruptcy you know they're all they go away but they're still there yeah the pros of credit repair you don't have to pay for each account and they go away they you get deleted but i guess it may take a little bit more of a uh, you know, sometimes with certain accounts, a little bit more hard work. Yes, for certain accounts, it can take three months or so for those accounts to get deleted, but they're gone. Yeah. Now with now, let's say you did file bankruptcy, right? And you got um, all those accounts can still be deleted too. So those included in bankruptcy accounts, they're mm-hmm. harder to work to remove, but because it's a bankruptcy, it's a public record, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But those can get deleted also. So included in bankruptcy accounts a bankruptcy can be deleted um we've deleted bankruptcies instagram at aaa credit you can see all of our client results and different things so um, so you can delete a bankruptcy you can i did delete. not know that so i don't remember which chapter it is i think it's chapter seven maybe 11 it lasts for like seven years okay i yeah. think so are you able to delete before that seven year period? Yes, you can. Right, exactly. So a lot of you can delete a lot of accounts can be deleted before they expire per the statute of limitations. A lot of accounts have been deleted before they expire per the statute of limitations. So wow. um it's a process, but um they can be deleted. Yeah. So it it seems like, you know, the bankruptcy is kind of like the quicker option, the quicker, right. easier option, but yeah. it still kind of lingers. It kind of still sticks to you versus putting right. the hard work in, looking and at seat and getting them deleted, just trying to repair your credit. Correct. And then with the bankruptcy, I know some people have mentioned like one lady, she's trying to get a home um, and after like some mortgage i think you can't get a home or anything so after three years the bankruptcy yeah usually a lot of companies after three years they'll start you can start getting credit again in homes and different things like that um um so this lady she did file bankruptcy but she's like i want it off before then i'm trying to get a home so you can so i'm saying if you file bankruptcy there's still ways to get it. You can still get it deleted before the, the three years three year for mark. you to, you know, to be able to get. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I know with bankruptcy, I uh, have a family member who filed bankruptcy. And it was like once she was able to get into a place where she could start getting loans, the interest rates were ridiculous. Very like, high. Yeah, yeah. You're upside down on your, your car loan because you have the bankruptcy and trying to get a home and different things like that and it was like that's what stopped me because it's like i know i don't have a lot of things on my credit so it was just like just prepare it if you don't have to file bankruptcy and that won't haunt you later down the line then just prepare it especially for because you said medical bills right? yeah it's all medical bills now if you have a now let's say if you have a you know 
thirty, forty thousand. Some people have some situations may qual. You should, you can just get a a bankruptcy, medical bills, um, like charge offs. Those are to me not something that should, like, qualify to get. You know, because those are those are like easy deletes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, our medical bills aren't that big of a deal. To especially, think. and those are very easy to get deleted. So, um, you know, that I know people ha- that have like um, twenty, thirty thousand repos, or they might have foreclosed on a home or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. those are different. That's kind of different. You may want to, you can look into it and then think about you know getting the bankruptcy or whatnot deleted down the line. A lot of people who come to me honestly have already probably failed like the bankruptcy and now mm-hmm. just trying to get those accounts deleted off. But um it's like you pay for the bankruptcy and then you pay for the the, the service. service. So you kind of do them both where um you know, you kind of just got weigh your weigh your, your options. options. I feel like if you have collections you know, especially like m- the the medical bills and different things, Sprint, Cell I see Sprint bills. um utilities those get deleted i would not file bankruptcy for those. first stuff like that. no yeah not at all that yeah. makes perfect sense. yeah mm. that's very helpful so what a lot of people have kids and like i said we didn't know growing up what yeah. to do what advice would you give people as far as like teaching good practices as far as like Making sure your credit score is good, paying your bills. I mean, outside of just pay your bills, you know I what I mean. I would say just, just all around teaching your kids about being more like financially, like financial freedom. Because like my kid, like so, I, my oldest is seven, and he gets money from everybody, Aww. and it's just like. <laughs> It's so hard because as soon as he gets some money, he's always like, oh, mom, can I go to Wendy's? Can I go to the store? Can I get some chips? And it's just like, at first I was like, all right. But then the other day I'm like, no, I'm not taking you to get no chips. Like, you know how much money you would have saved if you would just put it aside? You don't have to go buy chips or go to Wendy's every time you get some money. He was upset, but I really try to break it down to him. But it's like, he's still young, so he doesn't get it. But I just... I'm trying to teach them things that I didn't know. That's so it's just yeah. like, what is the, what would you suggest that we teach them? So I would definitely, you know, aside from just paying your bills and whatnot on time, but also, you know, that is real. And that's what kind of like leads to people wanting to file bankruptcy and whatnot. Not necessarily because people are living outside of their means, but, um, you know, maybe, you know, and people go through different things, may unemployment at a point of time, you're not able to pay on a bill and different things. But I would say stay within your means as well, you know, um, pay on things pay on things that you know or get a car that you know you can pay on um you know a home and whatnot because i feel like that can honestly lead sometimes to those maybe late payments or getting behind and different things like that so once you get yeah so once you get to a point where your credit you've repaired your credit now it's time to maintain right so you want to be able to you know have three to five credit cards open 
have them in good standing, paying on them. You know, companies will increase your credit limit. Um, and, you know, it's all about, because I know you mentioned you guys said, I have 300 credit limit. And that's fine. It's just, um, so let's, a lot of people may say um, they want like a a loan for a, a home and you have to, like, they want to see that you have a large amount, like a credit limits that are like higher. If you want to get a large loan, it looks good. It looks, it looks good if you have higher trade lines. So like a trade line is just like a, a revolving account. Your car loan is a trade line. Um, so you have, you can have negative trade lines, you can have positive trade lines, but you want to be able to have, you want to be able to show like, Hey, I can get a $200,000 home or whatever your perspective, whatever home you want to get. It's all about what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, definitely, definitely, I guess, just paying your bills on time. And once you, you get to a good spot and where your your credit is, you know, you're in the 700s, is now you know. So a lot of clients now, it's like they want to be able to maintain they want to make sure, like, after this program, I want to be make sure that my credit score is still in the... And your score is going to, like, fluctuate. If you use your credit cards, you know, it may go up a few points here or there. But the key is to not go back. You don't want yeah. to be... You know now, okay, yeah. I'm not going to make no late payments. You know, so you kind of are, are more wise. And then, like I said, you know, with the with some credit cards, with, you know, great credit, you have those options of... Um, you know, very low interest. You're saving a lot of money. Um, and then like the cash back points and different things. You can use those. That cat. I mean, it's Anywhere, you're basically. using. You're you are. You have to buy groceries anyways. You have to pay your car payment anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a low interest credit card or a zero percent interest credit card for a certain period of time you know use it most to pay. of those purchases are eligible for like cash back and you getting cash back yeah so why not do that you know what i mean so now you got cash back you can use it to pay your do car- whatever yeah. some, you know whatever the company offers some gift cards or travel or they'll let you just deposit it back um you know just depending on the company but okay. you know take advantage of it yeah, yeah definitely if anything we got out of this don't pay your collections and pay your bills on time. <laughs> and I feel like a good way to teach a kid about credit or to give them a chance, don't put shit in your kid's name. I like, was thinking that because some like, people told me that their parents did that to them. And I'm like, why? I know somebody whose parent did that to them and the person didn't know until after they um, went to try to get something in their name and they couldn't because they had an outstanding wow. bill. That mm-hmm. a parent had put in a name that they had no idea had happened. So I think that's a good way to, we'll get, to your, yeah, get your kids on the right. <laughs> don't put no damn cable bills. Don't put no water bills. <laughs> none, of none of that in your kid's name. Um, so again, let's. Um, oh, one more question before I forget. Mm-hmm. I, I, somebody told me that there's programs out there because paying your rent on time doesn't report to your credit. But there's programs out there where they will take those on-time payments because that's something that people are going to pay on time regardless unless they just can't is their mm-hmm. rent somebody mm-hmm. told me that there was a program out there where they will report your rent payments to 
your credit in order to boost your a co-worker had told me about that and I'm like well that wouldn't work in my situation but um for somebody I don't know how true it is but they will report your on-time rent payments to your credit report possibly it's possible I'm not familiar, familiar with the you know certain programs some um you know if you are a, a tenant like your landlord they obviously probably not going to report mm-hmm. your your payments but if you dealing with like um complex yeah leasing company they that's you know i think that's at the discretion of the the company the leasing that makes company and see but i'm not you know i saw a lot of credit reports and i haven't saw any like um like rent if usually it's the mortgage so mortgages yeah yeah, take a mortgage out it's on your credit report but that's just like paying on your your a T-Mobile, right? They, it's not. It's not on your credit report. But if you go to Linkway Collections, they'll put it on they there. Don't you know? Know. <laughs> they, they <laughs> doing, like y'all don't report me paying my payments on time. But as soon I as know. I stop, right? That's annoying. Yes, um, those type of accounts. They're not. It's really credit credit cards. A lot of people don't like credit cards, but but you recommend some credit because yeah. that how else are you know lenders gonna can tell if you are there if they want to give you more credit or give you a home or whatnot you do need some credit cards mm-hmm. don't be scared of credit cards you know you just want to use them i'm gonna take you just advice. use it wisely yeah because i i keep saying i'm gonna get one and i'm like i'm not gonna do a credit card yeah go to and capital then, one i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get one. but don't get the i mean some people get secured cards because that's like that kind of like the last option so so i see if you don't if you have like a kind of lower credit score um some companies will say well we can give you a secured card um to kind of get you back on track and it'll help you build your credit so secured cards are secured credit cards they're credit cards they're revolving they report every month but they're not they are um so with secured you have to put down a deposit a deposit right and those are you can put down like a 300 hundred dollar deposit and that's your credit limit right so um, when you initially get a secured card, it adds credit to your credit report, which is good, but it is not going to necessarily boost your credit score to, you know, mm-hmm. 600, 700, wherever you, you're at. It it will help, but it's a new credit card. You just kind of got to make payments on time, build it up, keep it open long, and that's where you see, you know, the boost. Your, your score will, you know, gradually increase, but... A lot of people have come and they'll say, you know, I want to like get a secured card. But the like you want to be able to just improve your credit score, get an unsecured credit card. Those traditional. I You don't if you want to put down money on. I was going to say, I'm not making a deposit to get a credit card. Yeah. Come on. I don't even know they had those. Yeah, I I didn't either. (laughs) Yeah. Because like like, I've heard of a secured line, but I didn't know that you had to put a deposit down. Yeah, it's usually like you have to deposit. You have a crazy interest rate. Um, And um, yeah, that deposit is your credit limit. So if you have $300, $200. Then so, but it does, it mean it adds to your as a credit card, it'll add it'll credit add. to your report, but you know that's just ridiculous. The to game, me. yeah, I would smarter. Yeah, I would just if I'm gonna try to get three hundred dollars, just get three hundred dollars and put it up and save it. Like, yeah, I'm not right. giving y'all three hundred dollars to get three hundred dollars. Like, right, just because you want to have some type of credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. that's crazy. Uh, okay, yeah. so one more time, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, yeah, your social media. 
um, Instagram at AAA Credit and also on Facebook um, it's AAA Credit Company, all one word. Um, phone number. You can give your phone number. You can give your email. 614-653-6083. Um, a lot of information is on you know, our website. It's www.aaacreditcompany.com. So you're able to book a credit consult. It's free. Um, there's also a lot of like um, resources, credit education, facts, and different things, kind of like what we talked about today, that'll also give you some info regarding credit as well. But if you ever have any questions, I know a lot of people come to me and just ask questions. Feel free to reach out. You hear from me because <laughs> right <on the> <laughs> I definitely will help together. you out. <laughs> okay. I will definitely help you out because, like you said, a lot of we, even our parents, you know parents putting stuff in our name because they don't have good credit because they maybe they weren't taught Talk, and, yeah but it's once you get to get in a good situation your credit's good now you know how to maintain it right and you can really do anything when you have good credit like for real yeah there's really no limits to what you can purchase and different things like that so hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show hit rihanna up if you guys have questions or want to schedule consultations um any questions for us again send it to our email at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com and i'm gonna let darielle get the social media um you can follow us on twitter at take control pod um you can follow us on instagram at take control podcast or you can join our facebook group and just search take control podcast don't forget to leave a rating and a review on our itunes See you guys next week.